So, a bit of backstory. We suck at intros, so... We suck at live <laughs> intros. Like, we have to do, like, eight or nine takes of them because, like, yeah. hands down, one of us will be like... <laughs> Literally. We're, I don't know how vloggers do it. I'm still scarred from Sammy B giving me shit when we interviewed Ocean Grove. And <laughs> anyway, I think that's a good way to start the show. We're shit in intros, but we are joined by Scotty and Mitch of Alpha Wolf. Boys, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. Chilling. Good, thank you. That's the way. It's been a, last, a while, I should say, since we last spoke. And for those who may not know, you guys were a part of our inaugural metal arcade battle. Mitch, I think you might have been drum teching for the August Burns Red Boys. Uh, but, that's uh, right. Scotty was our very unlucky loser, and yep. <laughs> we were, were saying off air that he's he's still recovering from the the dance machine. But <laughs> <laughs> but a, a lot has happened since then. How'd you fare on the uh, the shootout though? Um, uh, how did I go? I don't remember. Did I did I fuck it? Maybe I don't remember. <laughs> I remember I remember the boxing or the punching wasn't. Oh, did, that, was rigged, that was rigged. That was <laughs> <laughs> I hit it and it didn't say I did. Anyway, we, we don't need to get into that. I have negative. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's come back at you heaps harder than you've hit it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Before we dive into uh, you know, talking about the album and uh, all things Alpha Wolf, we like to uh, sort of start off by by finding out kind of what's been getting you guys going, um, musically and what, what's been spinning in your playlists on uh, Spotify or Apple Music or, or, or even in your record collection over the last couple of weeks? That is a great question. Let me, I'm still old school. I still use iTunes. So let me... Nice. Wow. I'm the same. <laughs> I like I like it, you know, I'm still old school. I use iTunes, a completely digital format. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been deep in some pop punk stuff recently. I'm not going to lie. Um... I, I pretty much exclusively just listen to new shit. I, I just really like hearing new music. Um, it's a new broadside record. Um, I actually discovered the Eat Your Heart Out record. They're from Newcastle. I never, for some reason, missed that. And they're fucking sick. Um, Slaves, Stand Atlantic. Um, the Midnight are really cool too. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Max and I talk about the Midnight endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> Very sick. I've, I've, I kind of, yeah, I definitely missed the boat on them, but their new album's really cool. Um, mm. well, Run the Jewels. To give a heavy one, I, I've been jamming a new Currents album a little bit. It's really cool. Um, yeah, that's all the recent stuff I'm, I'm looking at in the iTunes. So it's that's not a bad, mm. not a bad spread. Mitch, what about you? Um, I haven't been listening to a lot of metal recently. I'm still spinning our album pretty heavily. Um, <laughs> Honestly, uh, when I go for a drive. And I need to put an album on. I'd put our own album on. That's, that's how shit I am. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> you guys can do it. We can't. <laughs> um, I have been listening to this like soul artist called Ravina. Uh, ben Howard, Jordan Rakai, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats EP. That thing's sick. Um, and I recently got that Thornhill album because I put it off for so long and then I got it and I love it so that's in there as well. Damn, late one. 
Like, yeah. Pretty good, pretty good spread, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, yeah, I haven't been listening to a lot of metal at the moment because when I practice, I play metal. So mm. I'm pretty done with it by the time I get to my car. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've had heaps of guests come on um, this year. And I know you, you, you know you haven't been listening to much metal, but everyone's been name dropping Hyper Hyper by Eskimo Callboy as like the absolute like uh, shred anthem of the year. True. I definitely kind of hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, now I want to. This is the first like counter argument. Come on, get, get us out. Tell us what not, you don't like. It's just not good. Like I just don't want to <laughs> something like that. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> You've very much got to be in the mood. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. Maybe if I was in the mood, I'd like it. But I, every time someone showed me it, I've been like, well, "Why? Like, what are you, what are you doing?" <laughs> uh, well, let's jump straight into it because we do have a lot to talk about. And a quiet place to die drops on the twenty fifth of this month. Um, it's, um, it's. Ooh. I know. <laughs> it's as you guys you know, would know from listening to your own work in the car every day. <laughs> it's, the, it's the heaviest yet sort of the most diverse the band sounded ever. Um, when you look at tracks like Bleed For You, it seems like there was a, a big focus on pushing the Alpha Wolf boundaries. Is that fair? For that track specifically, specifically yeah. I, yeah. It, um, that song actually started out like a lot heavier. Um, it was honestly just like three and a half minutes of stupid heavy shit um and then by the time like the album started taking shape that song was like on the back burner um and it just like didn't fit and then yeah we just spent like a day just reworking it and it just ended up being like way chiller um mm. and it really broke the album up in a really nice way so yeah i'm really happy how that song turned out and it it, it does feature lizzie from the beautiful monument as well who is you know she's she's featuring a lot of stuff as of late, but um, it it came as a bit of a surprise as a as a listener how how well she sort of complimented Lockie's vocals as well. It really it worked really well. Like that the aim with that, um, we just we just wanted like we didn't really want like a like a name name like not like a, a big person name to be like you know featuring this person. We just wanted mm. a friend that had a really nice voice. Keep it local. Um, yeah and like yeah she's like we've uh i don't know if i actually ever played a show with them but like we we've we've known those um those girls for a little bit um and yeah we just wanted a friend really to <laughs> work on the song with us and she just was, want a friend you know want a friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she was, yeah she um she was really stoked we flew her down here and um recorded her in my studio where we did the whole album um and in like half a day, we smashed it out, and it was yeah, it's fucking cool. That's sick. unreal. One of the big highlights um, for me is the track "Don't Ask," which sort of has this like big theatrical vibe to it. But most importantly, it's really driven by the drums. Mitch, when you were laying down that that groove into the into the uh, recording, did you did you know that that was what was going to drive that track forward, or is was that something that came through in in post when everything was being mixed and mastered? so that song was one of the last that was completely written um i actually wrote the instruments on like half of that song so going in i knew exactly what feel i was trying to go for um but when we were in the studio because we didn't particularly have a vocal pattern in um locked in at the time it was kind of like all right we'll do your thing but leave space 
but do your thing, but leave space. <laughs> do your thing, but leave space. So it was like, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't as planned as the other songs. That but, was the one song you pretty much didn't practice, right? Yeah, I didn't practice it because we were changing structures on the thing and we didn't even have vocals. I like all the beats easy, so I was like, yeah, you know, in the studio, it'll be fine. Section by section, doesn't take long. But we just left it up until the last minute to make sure that we had enough space to make sure that the vocals would carry that song um, and do it justice. So That song actually has a, has a cool balance. story because um, the last day of drum tracking, because Mitch had to fly down from Brisbane, me and him got up at like 8 a.m. and Mitch was like, hey, I got this idea for vocals for the song. Like he had a whole page of lyrics and vocal placement ideas. So it was like at 8 a.m. we got up, um, we had to leave at like 8.39 to get the drum tracking on time. So we came into the studio, uh, into my studio, because drums were at a different studio, and he talked his patterns out for the whole song. No one else had heard it yet. Um, and I think like 80% of them probably stayed. And the start of that song, the talking, is actually the demo Mitch did when we oh, demoed. Oh, right. Yeah. That's pretty uh, cool, though. Yeah. It, it's like we got to tracking, and we're like, that just kind of fits the whole song so well so we just fucking left it so i don't know if anyone knows it's mitch but yeah the whole the whole intro is mitch mitch's demo he did before i never really have any like i never have lyrics or like um i never have lyric ideas but just came to me randomly and i was like yeah cool let's make a placement oh cool let's go yeah <laughs> it in like 10 minutes talked the whole song out and we're like shit all right we're running late we're gonna go uh, and then, you know we kept the intro in yeah that's it's cool, cool listening back to it. Being like, man, you sound tired because you were. <laughs> <laughs> how do, how does it work necessarily? Like, I know you're saying like, if you don't have a, a vocal pattern or you know you don't have sort of that space where the, the vocal is going to sit, what where's that line where you're trying to like push the song but you're trying to restrain yourself at the same time? How do you hit that fine line? Is it heaps and heaps of takes, or you just have to get that feel and and just write it? Honestly, if it gets to that point. Um, because the guitars were written and it was me tracking in the studio, um, I could only do as much, like we can't change the guitars past that point. So it's like, I have to match that while also uh, playing it how I would normally naturally play if I'd been more rehearsed on this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like after playing so long, it's it's just like, it's just a thought process, you know? It's like, okay, I'll just, I'll do this because that's that'll be sick live or this I would listen to again or, you know? Um, there was that whole part in the middle of the song where it's just like vocals and drums for like a couple of bars. Yeah, that was added like the day before, so <laughs> they like we were legit changing that song till the very last day. And then, um, yeah, it's just you can tell how like that in comparison to Creep or something like that is like the drums are more hectic on Creep or Akadama, but with Don't Ask, it's like I still wanted it to sound like me, but. I only had so much wiggle room, so, you know. But the song is pretty driven by guitar and drums, so I feel like it all came together pretty well in the I end. Think, I think every other song, we, we tracked drums pretty late. We didn't expect to track them that late. So I think every other song was either nearly done vocally or, like, done. Besides yeah, that one song. like, it was literally the one song that was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we're it's like, I out there. Don't overplay the song because we don't know what. <laughs> yeah, it's like just big, big chordy, like epic thing. You know, you can't just shred. So, well, like every other did song what, did what felt good. Every other song was like, ah, we have majority of the vocals, so you know, we'll listen over what you do and make sure it works with the vocals. But if it doesn't fuck with the vocals, just like go nuts, basically. 
Because mm. I, I yeah. guess for, for me at least, it's like I want the drums and the vocals to work really, really well together. Like I don't, I need them. To, <laughs> I want them to be accenting, accenting like specific parts, but they can't pl play over each other. Because I think for me, that's like the most important thing. But yeah, for mm. my last song it was like yeah, it's a fun oh, balance. Um, just yeah, don't. <laughs> don't do stupid fills. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really call for anything crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, that song definitely doesn't. Well, we've done some digging, Mitch, and, and discovered your—I don't want to call it obsessive—but your your <laughs> really strong love for Slipknot. Strong love for memes because that's pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that in a second. Um, but did you whip out the uh, the Joey Jordison snare at all in the album? Oh no, 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 no! Unfortunately, we that out? I think we might. No, nah, I didn't bring it down. Oh. Um, <laughs> I've only, I've only ever recorded with that snare on the disaster, oh, new abortion cover that I did of them recently. Mm. But it usually just sits on my shelf and I look at it. Like I know it sounds great, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that fucking band, <laughs> so I don't use that snare as much as I should. And plus, the snare that I use in the album, I actually got for a birthday like four years ago. And I haven't used it on any recordings besides two songs I did with ISD. Um, so I wanted to give it an album, you know, get it out there, get it heard, so I can, yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It needs an album, so I've got an album. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking, um, you know, Slipknot are renowned for their masks, and I mean, I don't know where you are currently, Mitch, but obviously, Scotty, you're Melbourne based, and you know, having Sabian rock the the face mask before it was cool could we see a, a full alpha wolf lineup with face mask now <laughs> mitch's first shows with us he actually wore the sickest face mask i don't know if you guys ever saw photos of oh that. i think i might have been at i th oh it did. i think i was at invasion fest in like yeah. 2018 yeah. and saw it the yeah. full yeah. face that was okay. it. It was fucking sick. I loved it it was a, like an executioner mask it was sick yeah and you know back in the day before all of this, we all used to wear bandanas on stage, like like 2015, 2016. We all wore bandanas. So we've been there. We, we did it before anyone else, if you want to talk shit. Yeah, cop that COVID. <laughs> yeah, That's heaps that. COVID. We're already, we're already doing it. Uh, you may not have worked out the Joey Jordison snare, but did you ever get the fully rotating um, drum riser with elite gamer chair set up going on? <laughs> Ooh, you know that was about a year down the track but you know COVID. <laughs> we'll, save that, we'll save that one for, for when the uh the album launch shows come on hey when i uh i get take out a house loan and buy one and play at the corner yeah. <laughs> well still on the topic of gear we don't want to leave out you scotty but obviously the the alpha guitar sound is very wah filled i don't know if that's a correct term but We'll is put, it a wah pedal? Yeah, yeah. Whammy pedal. Whammy. Whammy. Yeah. yeah. Shows how long it's been since I've played guitar. Um, <laughs> but does that ever become a massive pain in the ass to play live? Definitely. I, <laughs> before um, we played, we played Akudama on the Polaris tour and before rehearsing for that, I'd never actually played the song in full. Um, as soon as we started rehearsing, I was like, why the fuck did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> if you watch videos of us playing a song, we, me and Sab just don't move from our pedal boards. And I was like, why do we do Yeah, that? you literally can't walk around and do anything. Nah. Just stand there. Um, so, yeah, I, I have a little bit of regrets doing that. But, <laughs> then uh, you'll get the keyboard worries going, geez, the guitarists have no stage presence. What the I fuck? know. Yeah, Is that on the backing no, track? There's no. Way. 
But um, I think it's, it's, that song is the main whammy song on the album, I think. So it's all right. So uh, at least you've got time to still do the power stance and, and headbang along, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Someone but, needs to invent the uh, the whammy shoe where you can walk and <laughs> Dude, there's the whammy. There's a, uh, sorry, there's a wash shoe. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Converse make a wash shoe where you plug your cables into your shoe. Legit. What? That's sick. Up. Crazy shit. <laughs> it probably sounds terrible, but that's sick. Oh, it would sound awful, I'm sure. But <laughs> it exists. They, they Converse made it. <laughs> well, the album also references two tracks that were very well received in mono. Um, and it, it's sort of in Alpha Wolf folklore now in the Golden Fate, I guess, series, you could call it. And you've got Golden Fate Isolate on the album, which belts harder than a, a leather R.M. Williams belt to the bonds. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> where did the... I'm interested to know where the Golden Fate notion sort of originated. And are the tracks a, a series? Like, is it is this part three of a Golden Fate series or is it just a, a title? Yeah, this is this is part three and the final part, from what I know. Um, but they all kind of stemmed from um, it's it's from like a very personal side um, from from Sabian. Um, he lost a friend of his um, who committed suicide, um, and the, you know the first two songs feature um, the person at the start and the end of those songs is um, his sister. Um, so we always knew we wanted to do another one. We just didn't really have a, a, a way to end it. Um, and yeah, we, we ended up figuring it out on this album. Um, but the actual, like the golden fate is about, I don't know if you guys have seen the videos on YouTube, um, the video series of that person um, about the golden gate bridge who um, jumped off and he lived. Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a series. I don't know if it's a series or just a one-off. Um, but this guy talks about how he went there um, to commit suicide, um, and he lives. And as soon as he jumped, he he talks about how he regretted it instantly, um, and how he basically shouldn't shouldn't have lived. He shouldn't have survived the fall. Um, and yeah, it just talk talks about you know suicide awareness and all that stuff. So that's where the original idea stemmed from, like well, three or four years ago now. Um, and yeah, um, it seems to be well received. Everyone's always loved this song. So we, we always wanted to do another one. And yeah, this is like the final homage to the whole series of the Golden Fate songs. Um, more, more of an angry take, I guess. Yeah, it's like the initial reaction to the news, I would say. It's not like a, not like a, not like a pleasant ending. It's more like a initial reaction. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. No, fair enough. No, that works. I mean, it's when you're handling something so, um, such like such a dense topic as that, it's certainly fair to not want to just like round it out like a, a happy fairy tale, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of you know. I'm lucky in my life to never have dealt to, to not have known anyone um, close to me that's committed suicide. But like, it's so common, man. Like, so many people know mm-hmm. someone that's that that they were close with. Um, so yeah, I guess I hope people get something out of it like they have in the past with this song but yeah this is like this is meant to be you know like the final the final one you know the final closing chapter of of the series you could say yeah no definitely and and taking quite a, a hard turn i guess out of some pretty dark places we, we we we'd feel like pretty shit mates if we didn't shout out uh third eye visuals who work with you guys of <laughs> course on the uh, akadama video which holy shit 
that's that's <laughs> that is a just an incredible piece of of music video. I would say that's one of the best music videos I've ever seen. Like it's full of all these anime and, and video games references, and it, it looks like a rendering nightmare. But sort of, how did it go when you guys were coming up with concepts? Like, talk us through that whole process. Yeah, we came to him with the idea, um, and initially he was like, "I've never done anything like that, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try my best." Um, like he he was so committed to the idea. Um, yeah, we I couldn't have pictured anyone better to work with. He he spent so long on the edit. Like we when we shot it, we didn't see the first edit for I think five weeks. He was working on it for so long. Um, and there's still things I'm picking up in it that I didn't notice. Like, yeah, yeah. we just kept throwing all these ideas at him, um, and he'd you know add things that he liked, and then we'd you know go back and forth. Um, but yeah, he fucking killed it. I'm so so stoked that that video came out. Um, mm. I think yeah he yeah he spent a lot of time on it he put so much effort into it that I know he wanted to make it the best that what he could make it which made me so stoked because I guess I to to work with someone that cares so much about their craft as much as we do about w- what we do is like all you could want you know we only ever want to work with people that put their all in and yeah he fucking smash it so, <laughs> yeah, that's a we <laughs> we had him on the show not too long ago um, this was before. Akudama was released so he couldn't tell us too much um, but he was saying the entire process took him I don't know if you remember Max I think he was saying something like three months mm. something ridiculous mm. like that but yeah yeah, it's absolutely insane and I mean as mutual friends I guess it, it was nice to see him shouted out on the on the YouTube comments and I know for sh- for a fact that he absolutely loved it he was yeah he was having DMs, a ball <laughs> in my dms telling me all about it so absolute shout out to uh to to ben i, yeah. I know he doesn't like his full name out there but we'll just we'll say ben but ben. how was it for you guys being cartoon did you uh you know <laughs> frame it put it on the wall i don't actually know yeah. i should do that but yeah that was always like one of the main ideas is that you know we wanted us in like anime form mm. we just didn't know how far we could go with it like we always like we we thrown out ideas of like a full anime video before you know that's like mm. to do that's been on list for a while actually incredibly expensive so mm. we, you know we, yeah, we just kept throwing around ideas of like how far we could take the video but yeah we just wanted the video to represent the song which is just like two and a half minutes of like fucking chaos <laughs> Got a shout out the guys in Pale Dusk as well. We referenced yeah. um, their videos a bit as well. We met them in Japan and got inspired a lot by them and their attire and you know their image and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah when we guys. we met those guys and we saw their videos and we were like, hey, we need to do this for like the Australian version. <laughs> um, so yeah, Pale big big inspo on that video. Yeah, when when you were you said you you still seen like a lot of references in there that you hadn't noticed before when you when you went to Ben with the concept did you sort of throw a few inf- like references at him to sort of like get the 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 ball rolling or does he was did just Ben just come up with like a list yeah we, we threw a bit at him like like the Dragon Ball Z references and like the, some of the animes that um that we threw in there but a lot of them he would just he just fucking went crazy on it <laughs> yeah, it was like 70% him for sure yeah like, some shots are like freeze in there and I'm like there's a shot of like I didn't see it until like a few weeks ago. There's like a shot of Loki walking the street and you pause it and then Loki's like, he's like scrolling the gram. He's 
his Instagram on a window that I, and I just never I just never saw it. And I was oh, like, damn! What? So he's <laughs> has he put the reflection in the oh window? Has he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the reflection of a window, there's like the, the, oh. like an Instagram scroll going of like Lockie's Instagram. I'm like, dude, I didn't even oh. see that. It was so long. He's <laughs> a freak, that man. Yeah. This was Easter like one of those videos when they're like, they've discovered Easter eggs seven years after release. Yeah, that's what we wanted. We wanted, like, we, wanted, we wanted it filled with shit. And yeah, Ben just went fucking nuts on it. So, the only way out from here is to get like James Gunn to direct a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, <laughs> Alpha Wolf video. The only, the only thing is now we've set a fucking, we've set a, a bar that we have to beat somehow. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, next album we'll get Ben and be like, all right, Ben, you got six months on this one. Well, Scotty, Mitch, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat here on uh, 78 Amped. Keep your eyes peeled for A Quiet Place to Die, everyone. Um, it's out uh, on the 25th, as Sam said. It rips harder than a, than a zip on a freshly shorn sack, so <laughs> it, it's coming at you. So. <laughs> 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 And uh, as just, always, I haven't seen that until then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fill the notes up at the end of there. And uh, as always, uh, if you rate the podcast, if you like what we're talking about, um, plug at 78 Amps into any of the social media spots that uh, you usually hang out in, and you'll find more from us. How good's an outro? <laughs> we're better at outros than we are at intros, that's for sure. We are. Yeah, that was smooth.